I heard the sound again, but this time there was an unusual ring to it. The tone had an unearthly cry of distress in it. I was still unable to spot the loon. I grabbed my flashlight from the compartment in my boat and scanned the water. I knew the loon was out there, somewhere. I just couldn't find it. The loon kept wailing, breaking the silence of the night. Then a new call, alarming, informed me the loon was moving toward the center of the lake. I realized at this point I was not going to keep fishing, not with the loon beckoning me to investigate what was happening. I reeled in my line and turned the boat in the direction of the calls. The calls never stopped, and the bird kept moving. It seemed to be guiding me across the lake, directing me along an elusive path. I wasn't even sure why I felt compelled to follow the calls. Possibly my fascination with the species drove me. I felt that this bird was on a mission and wanted me to trail it. Why? I had no idea. But how could I turn down such an invitation? The calls directed me into one of the bays on the lake, one I was very familiar with. Normally, I fished here at daybreak for walleyes. The calls seemed to be heading toward the only island on the lake. There were no cabins on the island, too small for that. It was completely untouched, even though it was located close to the main shoreline. The calls flowed across the air again, urgency within the tones, eerie. I could not ignore the calls, but still I was unable to spot the loon. As I slowed the motor and approached the island, I shone my flashlight toward the shoreline. Searching the water next to the island, I finally saw two red dots, loon's eyes. The dots disappeared. In their place, as I drifted closer, I could finally pick out the darkened form of one of the larger loons I'd seen. The water bird was moving in toward the sandy edge of the island. I killed the engine immediately and waited to see what the loon would do. It awkwardly pulled itself out of the water and laboriously dragged its body across the sandy landing. That was the first time I'd seen a loon move on land. With legs far back on its long, heavy body, it was definitely a hardship for the bird. It occasionally turned back to look at me, almost as if to make certain it had my total attention. It stopped by a dark object on the shoreline. The loon turned its eyes directly on me, glowing red coals in the darkness. Then, inexplicably, it simply turned and trudged back towards the water with its almost painful movements. But then it slipped into the water like silk, awkward no more. In its element, it became grace in motion. At that point, I got the sensation that the unknown object on the island was the reason the loon had brought me here. I snugged my boat against the shoreline as I kept the flashlight trained on the object. I stepped out onto the damp shore and cautiously made my way through the tangle of smashed reeds, not knowing what I was going to find. I don't know what I expected to find, maybe a nest or an injured mate, but my wildest imagination didn't include what I found. As my flashlight beam tightened on the dark object, my eyes suddenly focused on a small child curled up in a tight ball. I gasped. Quickly I leaned over and checked the pulse on the neck of what seemed to be a young boy. I was relieved to find a strong beat. The boy was alive. He was just asleep. 